How we doing out there, everyone? Good morning, good afternoon, good evening. If you don't know what it is, or if you already know what it is, you are listening to the latest installment of the Man Cave Huddle, and I am your host, Greg, where we like to talk about lifestyle, entertainment, and sports, and today, we're going to talk about sports and the NBA returning. We're going to talk about lifestyle and how that's going to change for the Knicks. And we're going to talk about entertainment in terms of what Jamal Adams did to get himself traded from the Jets. But let's start off in the league where they play for pay. Every damn league, they play for pay. But anyway, with the um, with the NBA coming back around the corner, you know, and, and, and watching all the teams with the um, the rhetoric, this and that, the preseason, I just wanted to ask a couple questions and, and, and just give my opinions about what I think about this restart of the NBA. I mean, when you look at this restart, right, who really has a legit chance, barring a, a serious injury, which the Indiana, Indiana Pacers, I think, might have suffered, or a COVID-19 outbreak, in the team. Let's say that doesn't happen. Who has a legit chance of winning the championship and why? When I look at all the teams that are out there that could win the championship, I think the teams that I feel that have a legit shot to win the championship are just a handful. In the West, the Lakers, LeBron James, need I say more. When you look at the Clippers, it's not it's about their depth. They could go too deep at damn near every position. But then when you look at the East, right? Milwaukee Bucks. Is this Giannis's year? And we all laugh at the Toronto Raptors and said, yeah, but you know, they're the defending champs. It's hard to come back and win a championship when you're the defending champs. How could they win? Look at the roster. They don't have everybody there. They don't have uh, some of the players that they had that helped them win a title such as Kawhi Leonard. Now, they went throughout the season this year, and they played very well. Now, boring, granted, I understand. It is the East. But still, prior to this pandemic and the suspension of the season, they were the second seed in the East at 46-18. and 18. So they played very well. So if you want to ask me who I think really has a chance at making the, the the finals in the East, I think it could be, you know, same as the West. Let's talk about the East. The Milwaukee Bucks and the Toronto Raptors. Barring any injury or COVID-19 outbreak, I think those teams have it. But I will say this too. If you're going to ask me what surprise team do I think in this bubble gets white hot and either wins the championship and shocks the world and makes the finals in the East. And I'm talking about shock the world, right? In the East, I don't really think it would shock the world if the Boston Celtics got white hot and made it to the finals. I do think it would shock the world. Maybe not shock the world, but it would open up a lot of eyes. And one of my two teams in the Eastern Conference is the Miami Heat. I mean, when you look at this roster, they got a whole bunch of guys, Kendrick Nunn, Duncan Robinson. I mean, would you, let's just talk about, 
talk about Duncan Robinson for for a real quick second, okay? Now he's a this is his first season. This guy is a rookie. Well, he's had one season under his belt. He's from Michigan, but let's talk about his name, Duncan Robinson. Do you think his parents were Spurs fans growing up, and they said? We gonna name him after Tim Duncan, and his last name is already after David. I'm just saying. I I don't know how the Spurs let this guy get away. Duncan Robinson. But you sit there and you say, "Who's Duncan Robinson? Who's Kendrick Nunn?" You know, these are two players that have been brought up, developed by the Heat. And when I look at the Heat, they really are taking a approach that similar to the Patriots, where they don't look for the big splash. They look for players that fit their system. Can you do what we need you to do? And I'm sure they're very analytical throughout this process, but I think more so they are the, we need you to do this. Or can you fit in our system and do this at a high level? And if so, it doesn't matter if you're uh, a high level brand name or you're just uh, a, a player or a rookie that people aren't really familiar with. Because you're going to sit there and say, well, who else is on that roster? The Miami Heat also have Goran Drogic. We all remember Goran could get busy. Tyler Hero, prior to this pandemic happening, he was shooting lights out. I mean, granted, he was averaging like 13 points a game, but he was shooting 39% from three, and that's his role, be the shooter. Right? And then, obviously, you got Jimmy Buckets. He's going to be that bully in the fourth quarter. But then you got Andre Iguodala. So now you got two guys that are interchangeable in that their games are different, but they're interchangeable in that the experience, being the adult in the room, they've been through a tremendous amount of scenarios and have a tremendous amount of playoff experience to where whatever happens, give the ball to Jimmy. He's going to put us in the right situation. Give it to Dre. He's going to put us in the right situation. I like, I really am feeling this uh, Miami Heat team. And another team in the Eastern Conference, I know that a lot of people go sit there and say, I have no faith in them. You know what? When I look at the Philadelphia 76ers, they have shaken up their lineup. And pun intended, Shake Milton is going to be the starting point guard. And what that means is now they bump Ben Simmons to power forward slash stretch forward slash in a positionless league these positions are just names but what that tells me now is they're really going to play a five out they can are going to be constant moving it's going to be dive kick out and shoot the three and i think about this now if you got guys like shake milton josh Richardson, tobias that can hit the three and now you got bigs like joel Embiid and ben simmons with Al Horford coming off the bench, I mean, we talked about how talented the 76ers were. We talked about how is there a problem when you have Embiid and Simmons playing together, the team seems to be a little bit more free-flowing with Ben Simmons at the lead without big man in there. But now you sit there and say to yourself, let's say all that has been squashed. Let's say injuries have been healed. This team is is quite talented. And to be honest, I could see them being a team where if the playoffs were to start today, right, they would be a team that plays the Boston Celtics. Are they as talented as the Celtics? I believe so. 
I believe they have a lot of, they have some depth. They got some punch to that lineup. The only thing is Celtics are that arch, 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 arch nemesis, their rival. But I wouldn't be surprised if the Philadelphia 76 has made some noise. And when I look at the Western Conference, I look at the Houston Rockets and I say, I'm not falling for it. So many times they start off and they have these great starts to the season. They shoot out to these 19-1 leads and they're the first seed. And then by the time the playoff starts, they start slipping and then they become the fifth or sixth seed where they are now. And then that, that, that up and down, no defense shooting threes. Although they got Westbrook, I, I'm not saying he's not going to bring something. He's going to bring something. But what about the Oklahoma City Thunder? I'm just saying. Nobody thought that they would be this impressive. You looked at this team and said, all right, Chris Paul is a great veteran player, but unfortunately we know that he's injury prone and things happen. But with this rest, he has to be coming in now at 100%, right? Dennis Schroeder, great backup. It feels like he's always been the great backup that's never started, but he's the type of player that knows his role and he plays his role to a Hall of Fame type status. Guy's a great backup point guard. He could start, but he doesn't. You got Shake um, Gillis Alexander, a player who is just getting better and better. You got Danilo Gallinari, Steven Adams. You got some players on this team where, you know what, in the first round, what if they just get white hot and they beat the Utah Jazz? Then what? Then what? What do you say? Now you got to kind of start taking this team for real, right? That's why I say that's a team, if they get white hot, I could see the Oklahoma City Thunder not making it to the finals. Well, you know what? In the West, ain't nobody beating the top two. But I can see them getting hot and maybe shocking the team and, and getting farther. But in terms of winning the title, not for the Thunder. The matchup that I would most likely want to see in the playoffs is uh, L.A. Clippers, L.A. Lakers, Western Conference Final. Let's do it. L.A., L.A., big city of dreams. That's what I would like to see in the Western Conference Final. That's the matchup I would be most interested in seeing, actually. Now, if I want to do a stock up, stock down, right? And I'm looking at the Western Conference and I had money to gamble with and I wanted to know what teams do I feel that if I had to put the mortgage money on to get the eighth seed in the Western Conference where who currently hold that seed, the Memphis Grizzlies have a three and a half game lead. But the teams that are fighting for that last and eighth spot. I mean, you know, it's weird because in the West, it feels like everybody's still in it. And the only teams in the West that are not eliminated are the Minnesota Timberwolves and the Warriors. And we know with the Warriors, I mean, their season was shot with all the injuries that they had suffered. Now, you got the Portland Trailblazers. I mean, you got Dame Dollar. You got Dame Dollar. You got, you, you got players on that team that got something to prove. You got Dame Dollar. You have uh, CJ McCollum, Carmelo Anthony. You got Jusef Nurkic. And y'all y'all know how I feel. You need some type of uh, itch on your team if he's European for you to be successful. You got H H Hassan Whiteside come, coming off the bench. They got, 
Nasir Little. You got some players. They got some players, man. You know? I mean, you got you got the New Orleans Pelicans. Now, the thing is, to me, with the Pelicans, it's a great team. Real young. They really played well. Now, my thing is, is um, you know, Zion had to leave the practice bubble. And now he's in quarantine before he gets back. The synergy with the team. But the thing that this time off has done... And which is really going to be a benefit to a young team like the Grizzlies, a young team like the Pelicans, a young team like the Kings, is that it's basically going back to summer camp and having an opportunity to work on the little things. But now, although you are still in your rookie season, you have a kind of second-year mentality because you know what to expect. You know how to work out. You know how to recover better. Whereas when it's your rookie season, you're just trying to survive and, and advance. Where now it's like, after the game, this is my routine. Before the game, this is my routine. I'm intrigued with the Pelicans. I just don't know if they have that it factor yet. And I'm not saying that they don't. They do have a lot of talent. But you got teams like, you know, the Kings. See, look. The Pelicans, Kings, and Spurs all had the same amount of losses, and the Spurs are 27 and 36, where the Kings are 28 and 36. The Pelicans, you're going to play two weeks. You Each game is going to be treated like a playoff. Now, the Spurs, they have the pedigree and the coaching. The, 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 the Trailblazers had the pedigree and good coaching. But the Memphis Grizzlies, they're holding that spot now. And John Morant... I mean, rumor is is that he gained 10 pounds of muscle. And let's not forget, he was the surprise. I don't want to say the surprise, but he was the player where if you would have said he's winning rookie of the year, you would have been like, really? But I mean, John Morant, he was was consistent. 18 points a game, 7 assists, talking junk, swallowing spit, and not even apologizing. So, I mean, you want a player like that has that, this is my time, this is my era, and I'm coming to get mine. Now, he's young, rookie. You kind of like that ambition. As he matures and gets older, that will then be taken and developed more into a killer mentality. But, you know, they got they got some players on this team, too, where you sit there and say, remember him when he was at so-and-so college? Dylan Brooks. Remember Oregon was good a couple of years ago? He was on that team. Jaron Jackson. Remember Michigan State a couple years ago? He was on that team. Jonas Valanchunich. I don't know how to say it, but, you know, it's like I said, you got one of them itches. Once you have one of them itches on your team, you're bound to be to have some type of success. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. So, um, I mean, to be honest with you, when I look at the teams in the West, I really think the Memphis uh, Grizz, they're going to be able to hold on to that spot. I think it's going to be interesting. I think it's going to be cool. But I really think that the Grizz, that they're really going to be able to hold on to that spot for the eighth seed in the league where they play for pay. Now, uh, moving along, we're still going to talk some NBA, but it's just been reported that the New York Knicks have signed Tom Thibodeau to a five-year deal to be their next head coach. I think this is a good signing for the Knicks. 
Me being a Bulls fan, I know exactly what Tibbs is going to bring to that team. He's going to bring tough, no-nonsense. Practice starts at 9, not 9.05, not 9.10. I was here at 8.55. Where was you at? He's going to bring a sense of accountability. He's going to bring a ball fight mentality to every game where, look, we will defend. And if you can't defend, you will not be here. Or I'm not going to be here. But I'm going to coach you up to defend. I mean, guys like, you know, Alfred Payton, R.J. Barrett, Mo Harkless, Julius Randle, Taj Gibson. I don't know how many of these guys are going to be there next year. But I will say this. A lot of these players, you know, they go understand and know exactly. Because, you know, Tibbs has, you know, a, a, a reputation around the league for being hard-nosed, long, hard practices. But his style of coach, is it a winning style? Yes, it is. Does it, is it effective and does it win? Yes. It's just long-term. I don't know how long you can wear players down to the nub and treat 82-game seasons like it's seven game, like it's the seventh game of the playoffs. You know? But I do think the organizational aspect, defensive integrity aspect... And just coming into the garden and now realizing I can't really go out to the club the night before because I'm in for a ball fight with the way these style of play this this team is going to bring. I think it's a good hire. I think this coach is going to make the Knicks be a team where now you got to take this somewhat serious. Now the roster, can that improve? I mean, we all know that. I mean, you got some pieces there. But I mean, they're going to, they're going to, they're not going to be a doormat. I don't want to say they're going to make the playoffs. I don't want to say there's going to be this big dramatic change, but they're just not going to be that doormat that the Knicks were. How long Tibbs is going to be there? Who knows, man? Because, you know, him, his stays usually aren't long because, like I said, he wears players thin. Now, Jamal Adams, safety for the um, New York Jets, has been traded. He's been He's been outspoken, to say the least, about his frustration, about not getting... A deal after it was rumored that the team wanted to get rid of him. Now, um, look, they've been they 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 traded Mr. Adams here. What a great young player, great young player. Now, this is the deal. They've uh, they've traded him for what it comes down to is a couple first round picks, um, second round pick. No, I believe it's a third round pick. And another and a player from the, as a safety from the Seattle Seahawks that will join the team. My thing is this: um, Jamal Adams is, is is a great player, very talented. He's an in the box safety, but what makes him very effective is that although he's an in the box safety, when you get labeled as that, that means that you can't defend in space. And they'll put a tight end or receiver on you, and they'll figure out a way to expose you. He's a he can defend in space. My thing is, and what the team brought up, is that, you know, nitpicking, he doesn't get a lot of interceptions, which is a fair point. He doesn't have a lot in his career, and he's just not maybe that ball hawk safety, but he's a very good player. He's If you have him play in that zone system that the Seattle Seahawks run, he could be a younger version of Cham, of Cam Chancellor. Now, I don't know if he's going to give you the production, 
but I could definitely see production interception wise, but I could definitely see him being that guy that is someone that is a force to be reckoned with. The one thing that I didn't like is the way that he went about getting traded, being disrespectful in terms of talking about the, the, the organization, head coach, owner. Um, but, you know, look, it's the new wave and the new era athlete now where these guys are going to disrespect their way into putting themselves in a situation and where they want to be. And that's just the fact of it. So, you know, players that are disgruntled or not happy with whatever's going on with the team that they're with, all they got to do is just come out and start talking reckless. And it can only be a certain type of player. You really got to be great and you really got to be worth the money or the value that you're getting traded for. And if you're that type of player... You can say whatever you want because in the end, you can't and will be traded because it's players like that tend to rub other players in the locker room the wrong way. And then what happens is that culture. And I believe that culture is one of the biggest things that is part of a championship chemistry. And if you don't have that, you don't have nothing. So I feel that it was addition by subtraction for the uh, the Jets and what they did. Um, Thank you. For listening to this episode, just wanted to briefly talk about, you know, this restart. My thoughts, Tibbs going to the Knicks, and Jamal Adams just basically, you know, disrespecting his way out the door. So as I do with every episode, I want to leave you with this positive quote. You'll watch an entire Netflix series, even when the first episodes are slow, just because someone told you it gets better. What if you looked at your life and your goals like that? And watch your life get better instead. Once again, you'll watch an entire Netflix series, even when the first episodes are slow, just because someone told you it gets better. What if you looked at your goals like that and watch your life get better instead? Thank you for listening. Bye-bye, everybody.